This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcast and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. The latest Mail Tribune food section, a la carte, is a celebration of strawberry season. And I have to agree with St. Louis Post-Dispatch food writer Daniel Neiman, I feel like celebrating too. My kids and I went and you picked strawberries a couple of weeks ago from a patch in Central Point that is cultivated by BB Farms. And these are the small, ever-bearing varieties of strawberries that'll keep coming on in several waves over the summer, as opposed to the June-bearing strawberries that are larger and typically produce just a single crop. So we expect to do you pick strawberries again once the next crop is ready. They're so popular. They got picked out even before the weekend was over. We actually had to come back and try again After the first weekend that we wanted to go, you can find the information on Instagram for BB Farms if you're interested in the hours and the price for strawberries. So I expect that we'll need some strawberry recipes to tide us over if we don't just eat them all out of hand as snacks. We did pick enough that I made a strawberry rhubarb sauce. It was really delicious for desserts over ice cream or breakfast over yogurt. But who doesn't like to have plenty of strawberry recipes in their repertoire? And Daniel Neiman's recent spread for the food section certainly added to that with frozen strawberry souffle, warm strawberries with baked meringues and vanilla ice cream, strawberries dusted with cardamom sugar, strawberry panache, which is basically like a cookie jam, strawberry sort of mashup as well as a classic strawberry tart. Although Daniel Neiman provided a recipe for homemade tart or pie crust, he didn't run a recipe for what I consider the quintessential strawberry recipe of early summer at least, and that's classic strawberry rhubarb pie. I've grown rhubarb in my garden for a number of years. Strawberry rhubarb pie is my partner's favorite dessert, so I have plenty of cause to make it. And while the rhubarb is still going strong in early summer, and we've had lots of rhubarb already, it's just an obvious crowd pleaser. The two just go so well together, that sweet, tart, rhubarb sort of melting into the filling and strawberry slices sort of having that backdrop. Simply lovely, gorgeous color, of course, as well as flavor. I ran a recipe a number of years back that I consider sort of the authoritative recipe, at least for my purposes. And this was originally from the Detroit Free Press, adapted from an issue of Martha Stewart Living in June 2011. This recipe was published in the Mail Tribune's former Home Life magazine that is no longer publishing. But in April 2012, I was writing a column for the magazine that went under the name Season to Taste that was sort of 
providing the intersection of gardening and seasonal eating with cooking for readers and had a lot of fun with it over the years and I think put some really great recipes out there including the strawberry rhubarb pie. It ran in April because rhubarb is one of the very very first things to show its face in the barren early spring garden and that was the case in my garden that particular year and I acknowledge that in April strawberries are starting to become available in grocery stores from California but of course if you want locally grown strawberries you have to wait a bit longer but here they are and the rhubarb is still holding out at least in some people's yards and in grocery stores there's always frozen rhubarb of course if you want to make this as the season goes on strawberry rhubarb pie and I'll give this recipe now in the podcast you'll need for the crust two and a half cups unbleached all-purpose flour one tablespoon sugar one teaspoon salt one and a half sticks which is 12 tablespoons very cold unsalted butter that's been diced if you're making your own crust you can chill the butter and the shortening in the freezer to get them very cold A half cup very cold vegetable shortening diced, which again can be chilled in the freezer. And a quarter cup of vodka. The filling calls for one and a half pounds rhubarb cut into three quarter inch long pieces. That's about five to six cups. Two cups hold and sliced strawberries. One and a half cup sugar plus more for sprinkling. A quarter cup cornstarch. One teaspoon finely grated orange zest plus one tablespoon orange juice a quarter teaspoon coarse salt, two tablespoons unsalted butter that's been cut into pieces, and one large egg that's been lightly beaten. So start by making the crust, and this is very easily done in the bowl of a food processor. In fact, most professional cooks advocate this technique. You can still do it by hand, but if you have a food processor, why not use it for this purpose, which makes it super, super simple and quick. So in the bowl, Place the two and a half cups unbleached all-purpose flour, the tablespoon sugar, the teaspoon salt, and pulse those to combine. Then add those 12 tablespoons very cold unsalted butter that have been diced into pieces as well as the half cup of very cold vegetable shortening that's been diced. Process that just until the mixture looks like coarse cornmeal. And then sprinkle in two tablespoons ice water and two tablespoons of the vodka pulse to combine. Continue adding vodka and ice water both one tablespoon each at a time until the dough comes together and is slightly tacky but still sticks together. You don't want it sticking to your hands too much. Divide the dough into two even balls and flatten each into a four inch disc. Wrap each disc and plastic wrap and refrigerate for at least 30 minutes or up to two days. Now, alternatively, you could substitute store-bought ready-to-roll pie crust, which I confess I do have a penchant for doing because then I can make strawberry rhubarb pie on the fly, even more than if I had this crust done in a food processor, chilling for 30 minutes, ready to go. There's no shame in it. I've said in my podcasts and blogs, posts, many times over the years. So either way, you need to make the filling and that comes together by mixing the one and a half pounds rhubarb cut into three quarter inch long pieces with the two cups hold and sliced strawberries, the one and a half cups sugar, the quarter cup cornstarch, 
the one teaspoon finely grated orange zest plus the one tablespoon orange juice and the quarter teaspoon coarse salt. You've got the filling made. You've got your homemade and or store-bought pie crust. On a floured surface, roll out one disc of the dough to one eighth inch thick and fit it into a nine inch pie plate. Of course, if you're using ready to roll pie crust, it's already rolled out to the size you need. Same as another step. Pour in the strawberry rhubarb filling and dot the top with those pieces of unsalted butter, two tablespoons total. Refrigerate that while making the top crust, which if you're using homemade, entails rolling the remaining dough disc to one eighth inch thickness on a lightly floured surface and cut that into at least 10 one inch wide strips using a fluted pastry cutter. You can do this with your store-bought crust as well. Make a really pretty lattice top. Lay five strips across the pie. Fold back every other strip and then lay a horizontal strip across the center of the pie. Unfold the folded strips, then fold back the remaining strips. It's a little much to explain, but when you get the hang of doing it, it's a lot easier than it seems or it appears when you look at a finished pie. Lay another horizontal strip across the pie and repeat by folding and unfolding the strips to weave a lattice pattern. Repeat on the remaining side. So trim the bottom and top crust to one inch overhang using kitchen shears and press together to seal the edges. Fold the edges under and crimp as desired and refrigerate for 15 minutes. Preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit and remove the pie from the refrigerator. Brush the crust with the beaten egg and sprinkle generously with more sugar. That makes a nice, crunchy sort of layer on top of this delicious flaky pie crust, if desired. Place a foil-lined baking sheet on the bottom oven rack to catch any juices. If you've got good quality strawberry and rhubarb, that's a good possibility. And bake the pie in the preheated oven on the middle rack for 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, reduce the temperature to 375 degrees Fahrenheit and continue baking until the filling is vigorously bubbling in the center and the bottom crust is golden and that'll take about an hour. Content it loosely with foil after an hour if the crust is browning too quickly. And I will say a word of caution about ready-to-roll store-bought pie crust. They do seem to brown much more quickly than a homemade pie crust, so you'll want to watch that. Transfer the pie to a wire rack and let cool for at least two hours before serving. Of course, that brings all the filling together and allows the thickening agent to do its job. So the pie filling really holds up when you cut a nice slice. My partner's rushed this before, cut into the pie too soon. The juices have run out and I have not been entirely pleased. So try to exercise some patience in the face of a beautiful strawberry rhubarb pie and wait to cut into it. And that makes eight generous servings. Strawberry rhubarb pie. And this was published in the April 2012 edition of the Mail Tribune's Home Life magazine with my column, Season to Taste. And this is sort of a bonus recipe for this podcast because to my knowledge, it wasn't carried over with the Mail Tribune's most recent website iteration 
I can't find it in our electronic archives. I happen to have the hard copy of this magazine that has my seminal strawberry rhubarb pie recipe that I'm sharing here. Find more satisfying summer recipes, both sweet and savory, on my blog, Pill Dish, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.